Well, hello. Welcome to Fur Road Online. We're so glad you've joined us. It's great that you joined us because we are starting a new series today called Blessed. And, and so let me just ask you guys to start with, do you, how many of you feel like you've been blessed by God? Uh, in fact, let me take it a, a, another notch, up another notch. How many of you feel like God has blessed your socks off? Okay, I guess that means you've been blessed in such a great way that your socks literally are, are blown off your feet. So, so if that's the case, probably we should all walk around barefoot, right? Um, in fact, I have an ass- assignment for you guys this week. Are you ready? Uh, I, I want you to write down 25 ways that God has blessed your socks off, okay? Just 25 ways, and, and be creative with this. There, there are no wrong answers. Um, if you have kids, have them do this as well. And, and I have a bonus. If any of you write down 100 ways that God has blessed your socks off, uh, and you show them to me or email me them or something, um, I have a special prize for you, okay? So that's your challenge. But God has truly blessed our socks off, all of us. And, and so this series is all about God's blessings to us, and then in return, about how we can be a blessing back to God first and then, and then to others. And so it, it's about God giving us his best and, and us giving our best back to, to him, okay? Not, not our leftovers. And so today I want to focus primarily at looking at kind of the background of God's blessing and how God blesses us from Scripture and, and what that looks like. And so our theme verse for the series is going to be Ephesians 1.3. It says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Okay, so what's that mean? I think it's just telling us that, that every spiritual blessing we could possibly need is given to us through Jesus Christ. Christ came from heaven to earth, uh, from the Father to to bring us every blessing we would ever need. Okay, He he brought the the very best that heaven has to offer. And and he deserves our praise because of that. And so let me read that one more time. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. so knowing that God has given us every blessing that we need, I, I, I want to just take a little time today to, to learn about God's blessings. Okay, so let's do that. Learning about God's blessings. First of all, we need to understand that God loves to bless. Absolutely loves it. Okay, and, um, and I want you to know and understand how much God loves to bless and to bless your socks off just like a parent loves to take care of their kids and and bless their kids god loves to bless us um we can see this all throughout scripture and let me just give you a few examples of of what god does for us the earth that we enjoy all around us that was god's handiwork and and he has blessed us with it to enjoy listen to, to colossians 1 16 it says for by him all things were created things in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities all things were created by him and for him so just think about some of your favorite things of god's creation I, you know i love animals um, but one of the things I, I think is just beautiful is the the ringneck pheasant uh, I just think they're a beautiful creation. Um, you can see the picture there, but this, this is a, a male ringtail, and, and they grow wild where I'm from in Iowa, and, and I just think they're a majestic bird. And I'm sure you have favorite animals too. And, and it's amazing to me to think that, you know, they, they keep discovering new animals. 
Uh, maybe it's, you know, two miles deep in the, the ocean floor. Or it's in the middle of a jungle. They find a, a species of animal that nobody's ever found before. In fact, they just recently discovered a new species of chameleon in Madagascar. They're calling it the nano chameleon. And the body of the nano chameleon measures just under an inch in length with its tail stretched out. Okay, so th this picture, that's the tip of somebody's finger with the, a full-grown nano chameleon on the fingertip. Um, and, and I bet God's just up there smiling, saying, you, you know, I, I wondered when they were going to discover that one. And, and it just makes you wonder, what other surprises does God have in store for us that we don't even know about? But God loves to bless us with his creation. Or how about the fact that God ga gave us the very lives that we have? Okay, he, he's blessed us all with life. Psalms 139, 13 and 14 says, For you created my inmost being. This is David speaking. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Life is a, a miracle from God. And, and every new baby that is born today is a gift and a, a blessing from God. And, and that's why you know every life is important, born or unborn. Every baby is God's handiwork. Um, this is a, a picture of my nephew's daughter who was born recently. Her name is Grace. Uh, isn't that awesome? I just love it. Uh, she's beautiful. Every life shows God's handiwork and is a, a blessing from God. And you know, if you think about it, every blessing that you have in your life, you can somehow trace it back to God. Everything good in our lives can be traced back to God. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. Okay, your ability to, to do the things that you do, you know, God gave you those abilities and talents. You know, contract tracing is a contact tracing is not something that that any of us likes to hear right now. It's a year ago, it wasn't even part of our vocabulary. Now you hear about it every day when you're, they're trying to track down who, who might have been exposed to COVID. But in a good way, we can contact trace our way through all of our blessings and, and we'll end up back to God if, if we're truly honest about it. So God loves to bless and then God blesses gladly, kind of along those same lines. But he doesn't bless us begrudgingly. Okay, and so let me ask those of you with younger kids. How many of you have perfect kids that listen to you and obey you 100% of the time? Okay, you need to write a book on parenting if they do. Uh, Holly used to say to our kids when she asked them to do something, first time obedience, and, and sometimes they did. But no kids perfectly obey their, obey their parents. And you might get pretty mad and frustrated with them at times, but on their birthdays and, and at Christmas time or other special times throughout the year, you still gladly give them presents, right? We don't say, oh, oh my kids disobeyed me this year. I'm going to withhold their gifts. Okay? They need to earn those gifts. And, and there might be other punishments along the way, I, but we still gladly give to them. God gladly gives to us, even though we mess up a lot, okay? He, he wants to, to bless us. In Matthew 7, Jesus tells a story about how God just gladly gives to us um, when we ask. So starting in verse 7, it says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake. If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? 
Okay, seems like kind of harsh words for parents, you know, calling them evil. But, but the point here is that, that even though we are sinners, um, God still wants to take care of us. Okay, he, he doesn't throw us out. He still gladly wants to bless us. So God loves to bless us. He gladly blesses us. And then he, God blesses greatly. Okay, he doesn't hold back. Here's a, a line of thinking that, that's easy to slip into. It's kind of a, a poor me mentality. You know, I don't live in my dream house. In fact, it has a lot of issues. And, um, of course, there are exceptions. You know, Patrick Mahomes will soon have his dream house. I saw that he bought some land in Kansas City. His new property is going to include a half a football field and a basketball court and, and a golf green. And, and, and that's just outside. Who knows what what will be inside. But he also has a $500 million contract, plus the money from about 50 commercials that he's on. But most of us will not have to worry about that, okay, to say the least. I, I'm close, uh, but, but not quite. Uh, so, you know, maybe you're not happy with your house, or maybe you drive uh, old beat-up vehicles. Maybe your health isn't what you'd like it to be. Maybe your job isn't your dream job, and it doesn't pay what you'd like it to, and it's really not what you'd like to be doing. Maybe you aren't getting along with your spouse, or, you know, maybe you're divorced. And, and you could just kind of fill in the blanks in your life. And it's very easy to start having the mindset of, man, God hasn't really blessed me that much. I, why do other people have so much more than I do? It's just not fair. But let me give one verse that I think is a wake-up call for whenever we kind of start to feel that way. It's Romans 5.8, and there's tons of verses you could look at, but I think this really stands out. But God st- demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Wow. Just just soak that in a little bit. No greater gift has ever been given or will ever be given than your salvation if you have chosen to follow Jesus. And it involved the greatest cost ever, God's only son sent here to suffer and, and to die. And you just think, what an incredible gift. It's an incredible blessing, so much bigger than our current situations. Guys, God has blessed us so greatly. So when you start to have kind of a little bit of a pity party, just please go back to what God has done for you through Jesus. There could be no greater gift than that. Jesus himself says this in in John 15, 13, there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And that's what Jesus did for us. And, And so we need to know and understand that God loves to bless us. He blesses gladly and he blesses greatly. But, but if we understand that, I also think a lot of us need to work on receiving God's blessings well. Okay, so are you ready to, to receive God's blessings? Um, you all know that, that today is the Super Bowl, um, if you're watching this on Sunday. And the, there's going to be a, a, a lot of passing the ball uh, going on by both teams. Okay, both teams throw the ball a lot. And, and when those receivers go out for a pass, they need to expect to, to receive the ball. They need to be ready, right, to receive the ball. Um, sometimes the quarterback even throws the ball before they, they cut and turn in the routes. And so as soon as they turn around, it's right there. If, they don't, if they're not ready, it's going to bounce off their helmet or bounce off their shoulder pads, and it's going to drop on the ground. So in, in the same way, we need to be ready to receive God's blessings well. So are you ready? Hey, you didn't catch that. Come on. You need to be ready. Um, 
You know, I, I uh, coached um, a, a lot of things, but my daughter's softball team one time, and, and uh, it was pr- when she was fairly young, and we had a little girl on our team named Chloe, and she was just a, a tiny thing, and, and, you know, we would rotate around who would play each position, and she, uh, she was playing first base. And one of the things I would tell the girls over and over is that you need to turn your glove around and so you can catch the ball like this. And if you leave it like this, the ball can just come in there and hit you in the face. And, but they liked to do it this way because they could put their hand on top of it and sometimes they could catch it better that way. Um, but I would tell them, hey, you need to, to catch it like this, then you can put your hand on top of the ball after you catch it. So Chloe was playing first base and, and uh, there was a ball hit to the pitcher and a the girl who was playing pitcher could throw it pretty hard. She picked it up and threw it to Chloe. And Chloe stuck her glove out like this, and it was right here in front of her face, and the ball came and just hit the glove and went right into her face, smacked her right in the nose, and, and she just dropped like a leaf, and, and her nose was bleeding. And I just came over and, and scooped her up and, and, and carried her over to the, the dugout, and, and, you know, she was crying, but we, we got the bleeding stopped, and and uh, it was a hard lesson for Chloe to learn that, yes, that this is why you turn your glove around. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of people aren't ready to receive God's gifts properly either. We don't receive them well. One problem is that a lot of people, uh, you know, they, they receive these gifts without really an acknowledgement of who is blessing them with these gifts. You know, but our goal should always be to receive those blessings from God in a, a way that that honors him and, and thanks him and praises him. And, and so I said that God gives blessings gladly and greatly. And in the same way, we should receive those blessings gladly and greatly. So let's look at that. First of all, uh, we should receive God's blessings gladly. And this, that starts with being excited and, and thankful about our salvation. That, that is the gift that God most desires for us to receive, but, but, but it's our choice. Okay, really everything else is, is just details if we've received that gift. That's the biggie. But what happens a lot of times is this. When God brings good things into our lives and, and, and things are going well, we rejoice and, and we praise God. But when bad things are happening in our lives, it's a, it's a lot tougher, isn't it? You know, and we struggle. You know, a great verse to keep in mind through everything is Philippians 4.4. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. And I know th- this is way easier said than done, but, but this means that, you know, we're rejoicing in the good times and in the bad times. And remember, God's blessings when, when things are good. We, we remember that. We remember them when things are tough, and, and we remember that God doesn't change. And, and we live in a fallen world where bad stuff happens, but that doesn't change who God is. So we need to receive blessings gladly from God, and then we need to receive God's blessings gratefully. If a, a child is, is spoiled too much, if they always get what they want, they often don't really appreciate the gifts that are given to them, do they? And at certain points, they, they at a certain point, they get a gift and, and they're really not even that happy about it anymore. It's like, when's the next gift? And they don't see the, receive those gifts with gratefulness. It, is it possible that as Christians that we get to the point that we don't receive God's gifts with gratefulness, kind of like spoiled ch- children? I think so. You know, we see that in the Old Testament when the Israelites were out in the wilderness and, and God provided food for them called manna. And, and it, 
took care of their needs. But it was the same thing every day. And, and they started getting tired of the manna, and they, and they began complaining. In Numbers 11, 4 and 5, it talks about this. It says, the, the rabble with them beginning to, began to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing and said, if only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. And you know what? I love meat, so I probably would have been right there with them complaining. Uh, but how quickly they had forgotten how terrible it was for them e in Egypt. And, and God was not pleased about this, to be honest. And, and, and they, they got their meat, all right? L look at what God said later in the chapter. Tell the people... Consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow when you will eat meat. The Lord heard you when you wailed. If only we had meat to eat, we were better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat and you will eat it. You will not eat it for just one day or two days or five, ten or twenty days, but for a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils and you loathe it because you've rejected the Lord who is among you and have wailed before him saying, why did we ever leave Egypt? And that's what happened. Okay, you know, God wasn't too happy, was he? Remember the old saying, be careful what you pray for. You might just get it. Well, they got it, all right. They would have quail coming out of their noses. And, and so that, that's a lot of quail. And, and it's easy to look at the Israelites and, and say, you know, what, what a bunch of crybabies. You know, but we do the same thing, don't we? God provides what we need and, and we think we need more. We're, we're never quite satisfied. We forget about Philippians 4.19 that says, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Hey, he will meet our needs. Okay, he will take care of us. And as I already mentioned, our, our greatest need is Jesus. And God has already provided Jesus for us. And most of us will probably never be wealthy in the world's eyes but if we have jesus you are wealthy in what really matters and, and you will be wealthy for all eternity do you know who some of the most content joyful people are it's people who are able to see the the blessings all around them people who no matter what their circumstances are just able to say you know what god is good he takes care of me you know, i, I want to be that person and so God is the giver, we are the receiver, and, and that should lead us to something that should be a privilege for us. And, and we're just going to touch on it today and then develop it more specifically in the couple week, next couple weeks. But are you ready to give back to God? Are you ready to give back to God? God has blessed us gladly and gratefully, and we need to receive those blessings gladly and gratefully. And now we get to give back gladly and gratefully and hopefully greatly. Okay, so first of all, give back gladly. Okay, just like God gave to us gladly, we need to give gladly in all areas of our lives. 2 Corinthians 9, 6, and 7, it's primarily talking about financial giving, I think, but it can really apply to all areas of giving. It says, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has desired in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Okay, God loves a cheerful giver. You know, it should be so exciting to be able to give back to God. It should not be a guilt thing. We should give gladly from the bottom of our hearts. Here's the thing. 
God can accomplish his will with or without us. Okay, he, he will find a way, uh, whether it's through us or not. He, he always has done that throughout history. But, but we have the chance to be used by God to bless the socks off others. Uh, through our, our giving, whether it's to a church or, or, or just to whatever God puts on your hearts, we, we have the opportunities to, to gladly bless the socks off of others. So we should, should give gladly. We should also give gratefully. I'm, I'm sure you guys remember the story of Zacchaeus. And he was the, the wee little man who climbed up in a sycamore tree. And, and you know, many of you know the song. He was, he was trying to get a glimpse of Jesus as he, he walked by because he was surrounded by people and he, he couldn't get close to him. And Zacchaeus was a tax collector and probably not a very honest man. Uh, he would not have been very liked at all because, you know, People hated tax collectors, and tax collectors, they collected taxes from the Roman government, and there was a certain amount they had to collect, but they could pretty much collect whatever they wanted to above that required amount. So they basically had a, a license to rip people off, and, and they often did. But the amazing thing is that Jesus came for people like Zacchaeus, and I think we can learn a lot from Zacchaeus. Because Zacchaeus received Jesus with just great excitement. And after he decided to follow Jesus, he was so grateful that he just he, he couldn't wait to give back to God. And so let's read some of that story. It's in Luke chapter 19. We'll start in verse 5. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and, and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter. He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. You know, the religious leaders, they, they didn't like it that Jesus was hanging out with people like Zacchaeus. But think about, you know, watching the news and, and you see all the terrible things that people do who are on the news and, and how these people just anger us and we think, man, I can't believe they do that. And think about Jesus coming for those kind of people. And what if one of those, those people that's, that's on the news says, you know, says yes to Jesus and they're so excited about it? You know, that's what happened here. You know, how would we handle that? And we can learn a lot. From somebody like Zacchaeus it says he, he welcomed Jesus gladly um, you know Zacchaeus would have had a lot of guilt in his life he, he knew that what he was doing was wrong but he was so thankful for how Jesus had had blessed him and and welcomed him and accepted accepted him that he was so excited and grateful to give back to the Lord and not only should we want to bless others gladly and gratefully we, sh we would, would want to bless greatly gratefully gladly gratefully and greatly okay that's a mouthful not just a little bit begrudgingly but but greatly okay we need to realize that we have the opportunity to be conduits of god's blessings to others and we have the chance to let god's blessing flow from us to others it means that we we don't want the blessing to stop with god giving it to us it means we want to bless God in return and then also to bless others. 
there, there was a story about a man who was approached to help out with a major financial campaign. And after the urgent need was presented to him, he responded like this. I understand why you think I could give $50,000. I'm a man with my own successful business, and it is true that I have all the signs of affluence. But there are some things that you don't know. Did you know that my mother is, an expensive, is in an expensive nursing home? Well, no, we didn't know that. Did you also know that, that my brother died and left a family of five and had almost no insurance? No, we didn't know. Did you know my son is deeply religious, has gone into social work, and makes less than the national poverty level to meet the needs of his family? No, we, we hadn't realized that. Well, then, if I don't give any of them a penny, why do you think I'll give it to you? Okay, not an attitude of, of giving greatly, is it? I hope that we all want to greatly bless others. You know, I'm reminded of the widow's offering that Jesus talked about when, when I think about giving greatly to God. It's Luke 21, 1 through 4 talks about this. It says, as Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. Hey, the widow, e even though it was a very small amount, she gave greatly to God. It's, it's not about the amount. She gave everything she had. And, and so I'd ask you today, what does it look like for you to give greatly to God? Okay, pray about it. Pray that you will have a heart that, that wants to bless others. And, and I'm not just talking about financially here. It is so bigger, so much bigger than that. Okay, I'm talking about your life. What does it mean for you to give greatly to God? You know, our series is called Blessed, and, and we are blessed in so many ways. So let's review. God loves to bless. God blesses gladly. God blesses greatly. And we need to learn to receive God's blessings gladly and gratefully. And then we should strive to be a conduit of God's blessings gladly and gratefully and greatly. Think of it this way. We, we are blessed to bless. In other words, we're blessed by God in order to bless others. And then remember your assignment this week uh, to write down 25 ways that God has blessed you um, Bless your socks off, in fact. Not just bless you, bless your socks off. And if anyone writes down 100 ways that God has blessed your socks off, I'll give you a, a special prize. Okay? Let's pray. God, we think about uh, your blessings for us. And, man, you truly have blessed our socks off. And uh, we don't deserve it. And yet you still say, no, I, I want to bless you. I love you. I want to take care of you. We thank you most of all for the blessing of Jesus who changed everything and, and who wants to change us. And so I, I pray that, that each of us, uh, out of being so thankful for what you've done for us, we will want to bless others, whatever that looks like for, for our lives. Help us to be ready to bless people. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so if you're watching this before the Super Bowl, what's the score going to be?
Okay, what's your prediction? I'm going to go 31-28 Chiefs. Sorry, Tom Brady, there's a new sheriff in town named Patrick Mahomes. And so, but what's your pick and your score? Um, I do know that no matter who wins this football game, uh, I know that Jesus wins the real game. And that's what matters. And, and that is, is the ultimate blessing. So go be a blessing to someone this week. All right, have a great week.